This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at TaxiStandR. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you there, uh, Professor Graham Medley, as well as our resident pain in the ass, Gerald, for that introduction and getting us all here ready to go. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition for this uh, Monday, May 11th of 2020. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Serenity now. hell is that all about? You Serenity, know what you mean? Serenity now? Uh uh-uh, never heard of it. Oh my goodness. Well you you know Jerry Stiller passed away today. Right. Played Frank Costanza. That was one of the big big uh, bits he did. Serenity now <laughs> Wow. Wouldn't have recognized it if it wow. bit me in the ass. Okay, well in that case then good evening kids it- and kittens. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to do a special. I, anyway, Jerry Stiller passed at the age of 92. You know, he was uh, Stiller and Mira. And Mira passed about five years ago. Parents of Ben Stiller. He was 92, went of natural causes, apparently. Played Frank Costanza on Seinfeld. Uh, Arthur Spooner on The King of Queens. Numerous other roles. What One of the f- funniest roles he ever played was in the first airport airport movie. There's a group of guys yeah. on a plane. He plays the drunk that sleeps through the whole thing. Sleeps right. through the whole adventure. <laughs> Finally wakes up at the end. <laughs> now, that was the very first airport movie? That was the very first or airport. Part- no, I oh, believe okay. I believe it was the first one. But anyway, that's more or less. He was in one of the first two, played the drunk who was sound asleep. I believe it was the He wasn't one. he wasn't in the one where they tried to put the egg yolk back in the shell. I have no idea what you're talking about, but You've never seen Airport seventy five? I'm I have that would have been the second one. Well that's I have. when they, they they tried to put the guy back into the plane. Or put oh, the guy that. into the plane oh, to that. fly it. Oh yes, yeah. Charlton Heston. 
Charlton Heston, I believe it was. Or was it George Kennedy? Who knows? No, point, no, it was Charlton Heston. The point is, we're talking about uh, uh, Jerry Stiller here. Who, well, uh, come on. You know, I I swerve a little bit. You know better than and that. By, and by the way, we wanted to thank... Well, didn't you get my text this morning? Yeah, I did. No, I knew he passed. But I was... Betty I White. haven't watched... An- Betty White is safe. Yeah, but Betty Wright wasn't. Betty Wright, well, we discussed that off air, and I'd rather not discuss it on air. Oh, come on. Oh, no, no, Really? Really, really. Good uh, Lord. I'm I'm, I'm pulling a, uh, yeah, no, we're not going to discuss that. that. That was not for on-air consumption. Anyway, so so Jerry Stiller was the third one over the weekend. You had uh, Roy Horn of uh, Siegfried and Roy, of course, Little Richard. And now Jerry Stiller. So hopefully that'll... Co- I mean, 2020 really bites so far. Yeah, we're, you know. We're not even five months in yet. And this is already a, you know, geez Louise. Uh, but anyway, that's... Uh, and again, our best... Now, one of my favorite things... And again, Jerry Stiller did more than Seinfeld. But this is what he's most known for. And... My one of my favorite things, and I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan. I'll watch it if it comes on, and I always enjoy you know his character because his character, like Kramer, was just completely bonkers, off the wall. Frank Costanza. But the whole idea of Festivus, and and when he explains he explains what Festivus is, and and I grabbed that piece of audio. Uh, he explains it to Kramer. And uh, here you go. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. That must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back! I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. <laughs> An inspired piece of writing, to be sure. I There's a story behind Festivus. Uh, I won't go into it now, but uh, not only an inspired piece of writing, but the way Jerry Stiller just, just performed it was, you know, <laughs> as I brought a rain of punches, <laughs> to, rain of terror down upon him. It was just, rest in peace, Mr. Stiller. Rest in peace. Serenity now. So, uh, well, yeah, I knew him more from King of Queens. I didn't voluntarily watch King of Queens, King of Queens, but that was one of, uh, one of Granny Annie's and uh, Young Miss Angela's favorite. I, in, uh, I understand. Sitcom. I understand. Let's. Uh, I never watched Seinfeld. Never. Okay. All right. Point made. But there are a lot of people that did and understand what Festivus is. And Serenity Now, uh, I'll explain it to you off air, what Serenity Now means. I I am I got to tell you, I'm shocked. I thought when I dropped Serenity Now in there, instead of my usual greeting, 
I thought for sure you'd be howling. Instead, I got a bemused deer in the headlights look. Like what Pretty the much. What the hell are you doing? All right. Well, it's well, Monday. I, it's, it's Monday. You, you have to understand the sources. That's <laughs> what I've learned. Three years of doing this show with you, I have just learned you have to know the source. Makes it so much easier. You done? Are you done? Eh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe got a little something left there. You saved that for mid midway through the show when we're gasping for breath. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's get on to the uh, uh, the big thing. Uh, you you got a shout out you want to do tonight? I sure do. Absolutely. And this um, this goes to uh, Miss Nancy. Uh, Ray Reynoso, I believe, is how she pronounced her last name. She is a cab driver in New York City. She's a green cab driver now. But for those who don't know uh, what what a green cab driver is, you're thinking, oh, I thought all the cabs in New York City were yellow. Well, not all of them there. I guess the green ones uh, are the ones that uh, work everything but uh manhattan they do well, not pick up actually it is everything but the central business district basically the lower half of manhattan uh they're uh, allowed they're allowed to drop off they're not allowed to pick up under any circumstances they can't okay. they, they can't do street hails they can't pick up a dispatch call nothing they have to get basically if you look in a map of manhattan basically everything from uh, the end of central park north is and and all the entire rest of the city is theirs. They can pick up flags and all that. New York City had a long history of two things. Uh, the yellow cabs not wishing to serve the rest of the city, which meant gypsy cabs came in to fill the void. Uh, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But some years ago, just before Uber showed up, the city of New York did what I thought was a brilliant move. Right. They they created this separate set of medallions. Now and they they uh came up with the color. it's apple green, if you will. Uh and everybody had to all these quote unquote gypsy cars, complete amnesty, bring your car, get it painted, get it hacked out, they're all marked up. It looks like a New York City taxi except for the color. There's some minor differences, but uh they're not allowed to pick up at the airports. Uh, so, but they, they filled a needed void in the other boroughs where good gravy, good luck finding a yellow cab. There are a couple of spots in Brooklyn where you could always get a yellow cab in Queens, like where I live, because there's a lot of garages around here. So you might be able to find one on Queens Boulevard, uh, on its way into Manhattan, but uh, and, and it was interesting. I watched the video that John's about to talk about, and at the very end of it, I saw her cab license number. It's on the on the advertising sign. It's AA0001, which was the very first license put out for those uh, green cabs. For the green cars. So go ahead. So now that I've answered that question for you. I appreciate that. Thank you welcome. very much. She got a shout-out via Twitter from... Mayor Bill de Blasio of the fine uh, Mecca of New York. 
Uh, and uh, we can call this a tweet of the day. Oh, this would be the tweet of the week. Pretty much. I want you to meet Nancy Reynoso. And if I uh, if I slaughter your name there, Nancy, uh, I'll, I'll borrow you a frying pan to uh, hit me <laughs> over the head with. But uh, uh, before the pandemic, she served our city as a taxi driver. Now she she's joined the ranks of our heroes, transporting food to our neighbors in need. But um, I think that uh, you have a little clip there that probably says it better than me. Why don't you lay it on me there, brother? We're going to play this. This this is the audio from the video clip that the city of New York put out on Twitter regarding our pal here. So sit back, relax, and enjoy it. It's available on Twitter, by the way. Uh, you search search uh, the show site, or you can find Nancy's uh, handle at at Reynoso 626. But Nancy, this is for you. My name is Nancy Reynoso, (laughs) and I've been driving for 10 years now. Delivering food right now at this moment when we live in a pandemic, I feel it's something that as a citizen and a person from New York City and the Bronx, you know, and a driver that knows the city so well, I mean, how... How can I not help in some way? Hola! <laughs> Como esta? Como esta? She says she's not going out at all. Se cuida mucho! Any more? Want some? Pray for the best, man. I get here 5.45 to 6 o'clock every day. You can see how many drivers. You see it's going all around the corner. Right now we're getting the car loaded um, with bags and boxes to be distributed today to the people who are on this list. Elderly, disabled, just families, you know, um, people who probably lost their jobs, who have lost some income and need some help right now with food. Let's go. I contact people when I'm in front of the building, I'll call them. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have to deliver you some food from the 311 program. The pandemic is going to be part of history by the time you're grown. The pandemic of 2020, <laughs> your grandma delivered food for the needy in New York City. Thank you. Thank you. We don't know what days people are living, what they're going through, and a smile, you know, and a be safe, have a great day. All of that had such an impact. Food delivery. Como esta? Que tenga buen día. Here's a box and a bag. Thank you. You're welcome. Enjoy. De nada. See? I got somebody happy. <laughs> Feels good. It makes your heart feel content, man. It's for Philly that I can do this. As long as the program runs, I'll, I'll try to stay here. And that was uh, brought to my attention earlier today in a tweet. Actually, it's brought to our attention in a tweet from our friend uh, Jafar. One of these days, I will remember or know how to pronounce his last name uh, here. Jafar, bear with me. I'll get it one of these days. No, he won't. But uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you for uh, thank you for bringing us uh, bringing that to our attention. There, um, it's getting some attention here across the the taxi community. Our friends, the f- friends of the show here, and as well as others that are putting out the love, including. Uh, uh, Twitter's, uh, I think it's Twitter's official uh, um, 
handle for the New York taxi industry, NYC Taxi, uh, the Taxi and Limousine Commission. Yeah, it's TLC, yes, yes. Yeah. They even gave it some love, so, uh, hey, with all the stuff and all the politicizing of what's going on here about uh, about the uh, virus and we'll get it, it, it it's getting horrible but it's nice to see that even if you're not a, a a member of the taxi cab community taxi cab drivers community even even the average joe can just get uh get behind this what a what a sweet thing and i'm sure she's one of many that are doing this but i'm just kind of proud to to know you know to know this person and to she's she's given me uh given me some uh encouragement over times here especially here uh, lately with the uh, with me having to be doing these rides uh with covid uh, positive uh uh, patience. So, uh, I just wanted. To, she's doing a hell of a job, and we we could use a, f- a few more like her in this industry. Wouldn't have an Uber or Lyft. Speaking of, while we're on the taxi thing, I just wanted to mention. And speaking of Jafar, our our good pal Christine Hubbard has got Enbeck Taxi. I've gotten a nice write up in this week's issue of Now Toronto. Uh, talking okay. talking about their their food grocery delivery service, and uh, it, it it's not a long article, but it it gets the point across, and it, it apparently, uh, you know, it, it's it's a good shout out for them. So Christine, as always, you uh, there's there's anytime we hear come across your name or hear your name, there's always something good and positive attached to it. So get your get your copy of Now Toronto or at now Toronto on the Twitter and read all about it. And speaking of grocery delivery and taxis, I got some information from back in my old haunts down in South Florida, Broward County, that my old outfit, Yellow Cab, is now doing grocery deliveries and they'll deliver pretty much anything that's not tobacco or alcohol and anything that's legal. It's an $8 flat and, uh, and I believe it's, two dollars for every mile after that so eight dollars for how many is that you mean a minimum eight dollar minimum it's an eight dollar minimum up to three miles okay i see and uh apparently the way it works is you just call the store or the facility whatever uh you put in your order you pay for it you let them know that yellow cab is going to be there to pick it up uh Uh and uh, i don't have all the details in front of me but it's good to see for for the few cabs they have left from what i understand and uh you know for the guys that are still out there it's something and and i was the person i was speaking to today i tried to explain it to them this way you know i said look most people they don't care if they're spent they're going to spend eight bucks whether it's in a tax for a taxi or uber eats now and they while they may not care about the cab driver when they know that the restaurant is now keeping the or the grocery store is keeping especially the restaurants keeping all of the money for the for the food as opposed to the thirty or forty percent commission that Uber Eats takes 
and pays the driver two or three bucks. So you're spending the same money for your delivery fees, but it's just being distributed differently. Now, of course, the cab company gets theirs eventually, but that's, you know, up front, it's okay. You you call the restaurant, you order your food. It's $25 for the food. You pay the restaurant $25. They have their mar- margin. The cab comes, picks it up. You pay them eight bucks. Maybe you throw the guy two bucks. Ten, it costs you $10 to have your food delivered. Uber Eats would have charged you the same thing or, or close. So good good for the cab companies expanding out into that and uh, hitting Uber right where they live. I've, I'm not going to play it because I haven't had a chance to edit it down. But I came across a Zoom conference call. Uh, Uber over the weekend, or was it last week? I have to did a Zoom conference call with 3,500 of its employees to tell them all, effective today, you no longer work here. You're fired. You're fired. And mute that mic. Uh, I was watching him drink a whole chunk of ice. But it was heartbreaking. Look, I don't care about the Uber people in, in and of themselves. I mean, but... And I kind of felt bad for the executive, just slightly, that she's got to fire 3,500 people in one fell swoop. Uh, hey, our business is down. We can't blah, 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 you know. And uh, so there, there's your, uh, uh, we got a lot of taxi stuff in today, didn't we? Uh, and I lost John there for a moment, but we'll we'll keep going on without him. So yeah, so that's some taxi stuff. We're gonna get a little deeper into some of this on Saturday, but I, I f- definitely felt we needed to talk about that. Certainly about Christine. And again, we're here. It's Monday night. If you want to give us a shout out, join the conversation seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter. And, uh, of course, as always, if you're calling from a payphone, feel free to call Collect. John? See, you didn't even miss me that whole time, did you? Nope. Nope. Did not. <laughs> did not. <laughs> oh, the, our, uh, our communication between Ed and I uh, slipped momentarily there, but... Back... <laughs> Our communication, I'd say yours, but well, anyway, I'm just being, I'm being a big baby with a temper tantrum. And guess who else was a big baby with a temper tantrum today? Well, it is your president. <laughs> your president. Well, he's your president too, like it or not. No, 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 no. I renounce my citizenship. <laughs> I'm claiming, I'm claiming Canadian uh, citizenship. They, they don't want your ass either. You're probably right. Say what you will. Justin Trudeau's going to stand there at the border with a very polite letter saying, you got to go back, eh? You know, I hope one of the, I hope when one of these days, if we're lucky enough to meet Christine, that she keeps in mind all this teasing you do about the whole, about Canadians. And she walks up there. First off, shakes your hand. Secondly, gives you a 
slap in the face that would rattle uh, that would rattle my teeth. She's a good Canadian, eh? She would only hit me that hard if we were playing hockey, don't you know? Like, this is just so you for don't forget, Christine. This is Ed. This is Ed. It's just so you know. I just just make sure you know. I love Canada. I, I, I view them as, as a younger brother. I, I pick on them. I tease them a little bit. But I'll do anything I can to protect them. Come on. They have their own unique they, their own unique way of doing things there. It's a wonderful way of doing lot, things. I think that people, when it comes to Canada, I think that people are proud of just the subtle, the very subtle differences in the way Canada does things. There's nothing subtle about it. Stench. Oh, come on. It's very subtle. No. I think for they're, much, they're much nicer than we are. Hey, now there, you're, you're not going to get an argument from me on that one. I'm going to stop you right there because I have many, many customers, personal clients from Ontario. We had a big, my little outfit was very big with the Canadians, eh? And it's hard not to do the A. It's just hard. Every time you say Canadians, eh? Uh, and even times I, when, I, when I messed up and I, I was late or I, you know, I had the wrong day or the wrong time and it happened a couple of times, there's no yelling. There's no screaming. It's don't worry about it, Ed. We'll, we'll make it right the next time, don't you know? That nah, didn't say don't you know. I just like to say it. Oh, John's getting upset, proving he's not a Canadian because he's getting upset. I I love my Canadians. I love my Canadians. Well, this is good. This is very good because a few of them, you're going to, you're going to start a riot like, uh, like there was with uh, uh, Terrence and Philip there. Where we, we went to war with Canada. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Now, that song was nominated for an Oscar. Who sang it on the on the live Oscar telecast? Oh, let me see. I'm going to just take a stab because I don't know. Jim Carrey. Robin Williams. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, that's video out I'd, there. I'd love to hear it. I'd yeah. love to hear that. Look now. it up on YouTube. Blame Canada. Oh, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Uh, you know the rest. Twitter, payphone, you got it all. Uh, I do have a wee bit of a rant. By all means. Don't mind. Our friend... Ken Coons. I'm going to sit back. Is I like the guy. I think that I think his heart is in the right spot. I just wonder where his head is sometime. Of course, he's one of these. Um, he's one of these guys that is thinks that all this is a big hoax with the uh, uh, with virus and. Um, I got to tell you, you know, I'm to the point where to all you folks that are out there 
uh, including Ken, who think that this is some big hoax. It's some big uh, conspiracy from the Democrats, from the left. We want to keep the economy down. We want to, you know, for one thing, you aren't fooling anybody. The only reason you're trying to paint this rosy picture is, is because you figure it's the only way that your, uh, your uh, President Bone Spurs is gonna have is going to get elected to a second term. It's the only way. Other otherwise, he really stands absolutely no choice or no chance, rather. And here's the thing: I want you to know. I want everybody to know something. But I want my buddy Ken to listen specifically here. I hope you're right. I wish you were right. You think that I enjoy the fact that every t- every day I go out in my cab, especially starting here in a couple weeks when we actually start getting these um, uh, live kosher, uh, COVID patients, the ones that have actually confirmed to have the, the disease, have the virus. You think I'm happy about that? Do you think I'm cheered? You know, I, I want... I want everybody to be wrong about this. I want all the scientists to be wrong. I'm not holding my breath on it though, man, I'm telling you. I don't want to I don't want to see people uh you know, people who run bars and restaurants uh be put out of business because of this. Uh, it's not I don't want to see any business Who's uh, especially mom and pop businesses because there's the one they're the ones that are hurting the most from this. I don't want to see those people go away. Are you crazy? I'm tired of it, man. I am. I wish. I for one wish that I could take a couple of weeks off, take a month off. I've said somebody want to throw fifty grand my way. I will be I will take it and I'll stay home for the rest of the freaking year or longer if need be. I I don't know where you think anybody any particular ideology, political party, anything. I don't know what you think anybody has stands to gain from this. And to think that it's some big hoax, some big political uh, ruse that we're trying to pull on everybody just to make Donald Trump look bad. Let me fill you in on something real quick, folks. Donald Trump does not need any help looking bad. He has got that down pat. He does not need anybody's help. So all I'm saying is, man, think before you talk. You know, if you don't want, if you don't want to shelter in place or stay at home or whatever, uh, abide by the, um, abide by the, um, uh, stay at home, stay at home order. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you don't want to abide by it, fine, go out there, find a bunch of people who are smoking crack and sucking up all that, uh, COVID-19 virus all at once. Go go stick your head in that little pool of people there. 
come away with it. Then come or and then send me a a uh, go on Zoom or wherever. Get a hold of me and tell me how it feels. Tell me how fake it is. Then, people, you need to get a grip here with this because this is something that is not going away anytime soon. And now that people are starting to go out, you know, it's getting nice outside. Hey, I get it. I love being outside when the temperature's in the in the 60s and 70s. It's beautiful out. Nice little spring to summer breeze. It's beautiful. I love being out there. Then I get the reality check that I got somebody coming, getting into my car. I don't know. I don't know how healthy he is. I don't know. Does he have the virus? Did he come into contact with the virus? I'm scared shitless, folks, about this. I, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I am scared to death about this because I got to come home from work every day, come home to my family, come home to my sick wife, come home to my my grandson, and deal with the idea: Am I going to get him sick? Am I going to get my wife sick? Am I going to get uh, Brandon or Angie sick or anybody else in my family? So for you to sit there and say, oh, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Just oh, stick it up your ass, please. Tapping out. I just want to add on to that, that if you listen to the president, whenever he speaks in public, especially these last couple of months, he always inserts in there how we had the greatest economy ever in the world and no one ever seen anything like it, et cetera, et cetera. Now, we may, you know, we did have a nice economy going. Uh, let's not even get into the argument of where that, where it began. But he brings it up constantly to remind his followers and to hammer away at that point, whereas you rarely hear him. Today was the first day I heard him even give any sympathy at all towards the 80,000 or so currently, whatever the number is, that have lost their lives in this country to this scourge. Uh, but you can guarantee, you can guarantee he will talk about what a great economy he did. And of course, he never really goes into specifics about any anything, blah, blah, blah. We won't get into that. But, you know, I, I don't disagree with you, John. I, you know, the fact that people even dare to call it a hoax and people I know have referred to it as a hoax. Fine. Go out and look at a lamppost. Then maybe, you know what? Then maybe we need to segregate. Everybody who thinks it's a, a hoax, here are the stores that you can go to because the owners of those stores believe it's a hoax. And just put up a sign, I don't. I believe it's a hoax. Now I'll know to not go in your store because I don't want to get this disease. And other stores can say, we believe in the science uh, if you're not wearing a mask. By the way, one of my brothers made a very good point today. You know, he was, he's, he mentioned, because he, he's been going into a lot of stores lately, he forgot his mask. Uh, today and he thought somebody said something turned out turned out they didn't but uh, says well it's not like there's laws out there it's store policy 
I said, well, yeah, there's store policy, which the stores can enforce, you know, and he started to downplay the executive orders. I said, no, no, they, they act as the law until they expire or, you know, an executive order, right, wrong or indifferent is, is a law, you know, at least temporarily. Uh, so, you know, people need to understand, uh, yes, you, you have certain rights and freedoms granted to you by the Constitution, but also, so do I. And I really don't want to be a victim of your stupidity. Now, I'm doing everything they're asking me to, which isn't a whole lot. I'm staying home, I'm getting fat, and I'm watching TV. I'm also building, <laughs> building the radio station. We'll talk about that a little bit later. That's going to be a powerhouse when it's all said and done. Oh, but okay. I'm I get, it, my situation is frankly ideal for this. I live alone. I don't really have any contacts outside of this, and uh, you know I'm able to collect unemployment, and I'm not you know so. Other than I hate my apartment because I don't have a window that looks out onto anything. But other than that, I can still open my back door. I stood outside today after my little... Oh, by the way, my laundromat is open. Oh, I took close to the laundromat. Well, we're going to talk about that, too. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you know, th- this is going back to... You want a peaceful protest, and I get it. People are tired of being indoors, yada, yada, yada. Why do you need to bring an assault rifle with you? We talked about this on Saturday. Why Why do you need to walk into a Subway sandwich shop with friggin' artillery on your back? I don't care if it's allowed or not. You got kids, you got whatnot in there. That's disturbing to people. There's no... And by the way, we played audio the other day of Sean Hannity. What is it you call saying? Him? That's too far. It's it's, it's too far. It's too. If this is a peaceful protest, then what do you need to be armed for? Why do you? Why you know? Look, we understand you love Trump. I don't get it. John doesn't get it. The majority of the country doesn't get it, but you do. I don't like chocolate ice cream. Most of you do. Okay, I can live with that. I think you're all fools, but I can live with it nonetheless. Just, I want to live. If you want to take a chance, well, by all means, go off into the woods someplace. You're right. But you you can't inflict that on me. To me, you not following the mitigation rules that we have, and which work, which we have proven. Right here where I'm sitting, literally right now. In New York City, we have proven that this works. Our our curve is going down. We're still losing a lot of people, but it's we're going down. We're making progress. Um, so, you know, look, if you can't abide by that, then you need to go out in the woods someplace, okay? I have a right to survive. All right? Absolutely. The, I have a right to survive. If science is saying this is what we need to do, and look, things are changing every day with this thing because 
they've never encountered something like this. This has got so many ways it can attack you. Now we find out, we talked about this again on Saturday, it's been found in semen. We don't know if it's sexually transmitted yet. But boy, oh boy, this thing is just coming at you from all directions. You can, it droplets in the air, it can be uh, in a mist, you can pick it up by touching it, it can, you can get it from uh, having a little whoopee, as Bob Eubanks used to say. I, I mean, mm-hmm. good gravy! Good gravy! This is this is the this is the AK forty seven mounted on a Sherman tank with nuclear bombs attached version of a virus. It's got everything, man. It's coming at you from all different directions. Every time we figure out one more way it can get you, it comes up with another way. The more we know about this, the scarier it is. Oh, okay, I know. this this is not the flu and and john i i agree with you and i've said this before what would be the point if it is a hoax when you look at when you look at what the has happened to the global economy forget if you will the people that have died because if you think this is a hoax or a conspiracy it's clearly for money because that's the bottom line always where at what point does this become profitable for somebody how does this become profitable you buy into the stock market uh okay you make a couple of trillion dollars what are you gonna do with that money how much money can you spend i don't know but i'd sure like to try sometime well then there's that too but (laughs) you know as as the saying goes you know i'm working on my second billion dollars i've given up on the first one You know. I need I need I need some funny news to, to to go from this point. I got a couple funny stories here without going into a uh, a, a big uh, into a big thing oh, here. Okay, but according according to AmericanMilitaryNews.com, at least nineteen Iranian Navy personnel are dead, and fifteen more are injured after they shot their own warship. Yeah. Yeah. And while there's nothing really funny about it, I get your point. Keep in mind, the Iranian army also shot down a commercial airliner. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Now, when you look at the fact that uh, President Dumbshit has pulled out all of our people from there, which means they're not getting training, you know, here's here's a military that needs to be trained and watched. Uh <laughs> They could hurt more by uh, accident than actually on oh, purpose. Man. Oh man, they, it's uh, yeah. I thought it was only one one person had died. I read something today that said one sailor, but whatever the number is, they're shooting down their own people, and they just don't know any better. Apparently, um, uh, yeah. And I do apologize when I say it uh, funny. I don't mean funny, ha ha. It's just that the. Uh, as much as they love to saber rattle here at this country, um, it's it's comforting to know that there may be one force in this world that might be a bit uh, more inept than uh, one Donald Trump, uh, and I think we found it. Okay, well, why don't we play that little bit of audio that you requested, and we can yes. make we can make fun of them. Okay, so so there was another uh, news conference today in the Rose Garden where the, the 
the beginning of it was Trump going on about how we're number one in testing. Uh, we're not. He had big signs up too. Big signs, large font, small president. So as he's ta- he's taking questions, and I don't have her name in front of me. The reporter from CBS, Weija. Oh, I don't have the name in front of me, but she's very very good reporter. She started asking him questions about China. And then you'll you're gonna hear Caitlin Collins. By the way, he had the he had the microphones for the reporters today. Instead of the handheld mic that gets passed around, they have usually have a couple of handheld mics in the Rose Garden. No no. This time they had uh uh microphones on stands at about waist oh. height. Oh, okay. So everybody had to bend down to speak into the microphone. It, it's it's a Trump move. It's a look at me. I'm going to make you bow to me move. Uh, so anyway, let's play this. It starts off with with her asking about uh, it's China. Well, she's asking about the numbers of testing and why it seems to be a competition. Could Trump spent an hour or however long he was out there today going on about how we're number one in the world in testing and blah, blah, blah. So take a listen. The U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please. Sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you, I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty question. Please go ahead. Why does it matter? Okay, uh, anybody else? Please go ahead in the back, please. I have two questions. No, it's okay. But we'll you go pointed to me. I have two questions, Mr. Next. President. Next, please. But you, did, you called on me. I did, and you didn't respond, and now I'm calling on... Sorry, I just the young lady in the back, please. I just wanted to let my colleague okay. finish. But can I ask you Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. And Elvis let left... the door hit you in the ass. Elvis left the building. That was Caitlin Collins from CNN, the second woman you heard. Now, uh, for those of you not who don't remember, the CBS reporter, and again, her name is escaping me right now. Uh, she is uh, Asian. I don't know if... She, uh, I, I don't know if she's Chinese, Japanese. I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah. But that's why she asked, she said, why are, you, why are you saying that to me? In other words, because if you listen to him, China, ask China. What the hell kind of... Earlier, earlier, another reporter uh, from the Washington Post... Or was it the New York Times? Philip Rucker. I think he's from the Times. Uh, asked him a question about the whole uh, this thing with Obama. Some crime. He was tweeting about it all. 120 some odd tweets yesterday. Not once said happy Mother's Day to his wife. Uh, not once. But so the reporter asked him about it. And his response was, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'll have the audio soon. Uh, was 
Well, it's it's for the crime. Well, what was the crime? You didn't specify. You know what it is. You know what crime it is. No, we don't. Well, pretty soon you'll be writing about it. Well, if you write about it truthfully, not you. I know you won't. And he's <laughs> look. If this is what some people want in a president, then I I, I don't know what to say. I honestly don't. He speaks in uh, non sequiturs. Uh, he's as vague as anybody has ever been. You know, uh, I am petrified right now. And let's say it again. He wins in November. If he somehow wins, we're all in it deep, man. We're all in it deep. Oh, wait. And that's the whole planet. That's the whole planet. You better believe that. No, you, I, I hate to say it, but you know what I'm afraid of? Wins again. There may be one rogue nation somewhere that says, nah, we're not enough of this for... Uh, we're not going to deal with this for another four years and all of a sudden see some military hardware la- uh, launched in our direction. We can't handle it. We can't handle a freaking virus. The hell think we're going uh, to do about that? Uh, uh, a, 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 a land invasion by physical troops is a whole lot different than fighting an invisible virus. Okay. I, I I'm sorry. I, I I do I do understand what you're saying. And by the way, if he wins again, it ain't going to be four years. He's already he's been putting into place everything he needs to turn us into an autocracy or, or a dictatorship. He's got Bill Barr there playing fast and loose. He's got them all in there playing fast and loose. And God only. God only knows what he's got on Lindsey Graham. I would love, well, maybe I don't want to see what he's got on Lindsey yeah. Graham. But again, here's something I've said. I'll said it before and I'll say it again. Lindsey, whatever it is, get out in front of it. Just release whatever it is. Okay? Because you can see, I don't, I don't give him any slack for this because he made his own decisions, but he is a beaten man. He knows he picked the wrong horse. He doesn't want to be on this horse. But I got to believe Trump's got something on him. Trump's got something on him that's keeping him. Because he changed his position oh so fast. Oh so fast. And a uh, oh. couple things real quick, a little bit lighter if we could here again. Uh about my favorite pastime. Baseball. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, we're going to march further forward, further forward with opening up a truncated uh, baseball season. Most uh, most speculation is that it'll be right around, uh, right around uh, 4th of July with a little bit more uh, of a spring training, a little extended spring training. Through June. Now, there's not going to be any fans at first. There right. probably won't be any fans throughout the entire part of that season. Um, would I mind that? Not necessarily. I, I haven't seen a Minnesota Twins game at home uh, now for two years. I enjoy watching on TV. Best seat in the house as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, it is. And they're going to do something. I, when I, and I don't know if it's going to be for just this, uh, just this season, but they are going to, the National League is going to adapt the designated hitter. Well, that or that makes the most most sense. We uh, we talked about that at some point somewhere. Oh, I know. Uh, I think that is a fantastic idea. Oh yeah, at least at, at least for uh, you know for this one season, get you know let's not monkey around. Uh, uh-huh. Well, because if they do this the way they're talking about doing it. With the uh, teams being or dividing up into three, um, with them dividing up into three uh, divisions, basically, and they are both consist, or, you know, consisting both of American and National League teams. It'll be ten, three ten-team divisions. Yeah, yeah, it'll and be a mix. It'll be geographic. Yeah, exactly. Except this one I do not understand. How so? What's that? What are you doing? Uh, what is this fascination with teams in Texas? Being in the West? Being shoved up, being in the West. Because there's so many teams East. Somebody's got to move. Okay. If you're doing it truly geographically, I can think of at least two teams that are further west than uh, than um, Texas, the, playing in the Dallas area, and especially Houston. And that would be Minnesota and Kansas City. Well, it this kind of goes back to, like the NFL used to say, don't don't talk to us when it comes to geography, because you know at one point, you know who was in the NFC West. Atlanta and New Orleans. Right. So they had I to go that was strange too. Right. They had to go out to LA, San Francisco, you know, and uh St. Louis or and St. Louis and then Phoenix, you know, they uh look at the AFC East. The Dolphins and the Patriots. Dolphins shouldn't be in with those three teams. Look at the Probably N- not. No. Look at the NFC East. Philly, Giants, D.C., okay. Dallas? Now, there's one that goes the other way. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so, you know, look. Fourth of July, if, you know, if we can get 70 games in, 75 games in, you know, it'd be something. That would be fine. Uh Uh-huh. Well, good. As long as you're happy, that's... No, I'm telling you, I'm very happy about this. All right. Very happy. You know that uh, one of Joe Biden's accusers says she supports him as the obvious choice to beat Donald Trump. How nice. So, what she basically... uh, Are are we off baseball? Yeah, we're off baseball. You should probably... Okay. I said two stories. That was two stories. Well, I I was listening more to the the music than... I know you were. (laughs) I, I really... I totally understand that. (laughs) So there's a young lady by the name of Amy Lapos. She's a former congressional aide who accused uh, uh, Biden of inappropriate, oh, what is it, inappropriate physical contact. 
mm-hmm. says that she he he is still the obvious choice for president. So that just kind of makes me wonder uh, through all this why uh, why our friend there, Mrs. Mead, uh, happens to Reed. be just Reed. Reed. Did I say Mead? Yeah, I you, did, didn't you I? Sure I'm sorry. Did. Tara Reed. My bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. But Mrs. Mrs. Reed, I should say Ms. Reed. I don't know if she's married or not or she, whatever. But she, uh, here's the thing. Does she, does she really want that disruption to get Biden, get Biden off the, uh, there's rumblings about a way trying to, uh, take Biden off the ticket. It's not going to happen. Or, oh, I know it's not going to happen, forget, but for, forget Tara Reid. She's got no credibility. Well. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, I don't like to be a hypocrite. I try to avoid it as much as I possibly can. And I, will like a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, you know, was all aboard on uh, knocking, uh, you know, knocking uh, Kavanaugh out of that Supreme Court nomination. And I was sitting there hoping that they found something. Because... You know, God forbid Trump's trying to, he's basically keeping his promise and loading up the Supreme Court with a bunch of right-wing yahoos. God forbid something happens to... uh, RBG. uh, RBG, yeah. And God forbid something happens to her. I mean, hey, that's that's three judges that he got, that he's in. We we only need six months. She's only got to last less than six months. Yeah. Well, hopefully the the Democrats, even even if she, I don't want to talk about her passing. This woman is tough as nails. That's right. That's she right. She is tough as nails. But I'm just saying, you know, there is uh, a lot. It's there's a lot at stake here, man, and. Uh, I I just don't want I I don't want to take anything for for granted here and hopefully what you're saying is right and what Tara Reed is saying is just completely off the wall. Poo poo caca. But you, but you know if 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 a person not to be you know hypocritical again, but if a person is ready to. Uh, submarine Kavanaugh for that then you have to at least take a look at her story don't have to agree with it but you gotta give it it needs she needs to be heard and Ed is saying thank god here's the music (laughs) we'll be back tomorrow folks here on the taxi stand hour the quarantine version here on Radio TFI until then, stay tuned. From Minnesota, stay tuned. I'll sell. I got it. I got it. Stay with me here. Uh, we will uh, see you uh, tomorrow from the Egan Northern Command Center, Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya. <laughs>